Hey there, I'm Mason, and this is Bad Recap, the podcast where I recap a movie, book, or TV show and give some commentary. This time will be the movie 13, starring Evan Rachel Wood and Nikki Reed. There is a warning, disclaimer, whatever, for spoilers, for obvious reasons, uh, and also for language, because I cannot control my damn mouth, and I will not. So... The movie opens up to our two main characters, Evie and Tracy, huffing from one of those, like, uh, compressed air canister duster thingamabobs for, like, keyboards. You know, I've, you've seen them. Uh, well, you know, they're, like, laughing and hitting each other and just fucking... Yeah, they're, they're high. They're just hitting each other. Tracy punches Evie and she has a ring on and she has, like, Evie gives this, like, huge gash. Like, on her fucking forehead. That's what happens when you punch someone with a ring. And then, like, Evie slaps her real hard, and she, like, smashes her mouth against a nightstand and cracks her lump open. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. We flash back to four months earlier. And Tracy looks super cute, super tiny, like a 13-year-old should. And she's walking her dog with her friend Noelle before their very first day of 7th grade. Um, and then you meet her mom and her brother and her mom, Mel, is an overworked single mother who is a hairdresser and primarily works out of their home. Uh, her brother Mason is a stoner and their dad is not around. He, real fancy, real busy, has no time for his fucking kids. So then she goes to her first day of 7th grade, and everyone is super mean to her, because she looks like a dork. But she's super cute. Like her little face. Super cute. Uh, so then she, her and Noelle go to her brother, and you know, him and his friends are typical teenage boys. But he is actually nice, and introduces them to his sister, which I mean, like, fucking... He's, I think he's only supposed to be like a year or so older than her, so he's like 14-ish. I'm like, fucking, like, if you're like a cool 14-year-old, and you're super nerdy sister, like... It's, it's nice, especially for, like, you know, movies, because they really, really like being like, oh, I'm the older brother, so fuck you, I don't want to be a part of your life. And he's actually a decent brother. Actually decent. So, then, like, they basically start ignoring uh, Tracy and Noelle to point out Evie Zamora, the super hot girl who has a thong who is showing, because it's the early 2000s. So... They get back home, and Mel is doing kids' hair and asks for hair gel. Tracy stops her homework to bring it to her mom. Uh, Mel finishes with the kid and then f- feeds them. Like, she feeds the kid as well as the kid's brother, who is also there. And then the mom of the kid gives them a check, but it only has, like, a $2 tip, and they fucking ate, like, half the fucking lasagna. And then Tracy says that her mom's way too generous and asks if their dad sent the support check. Mason tells her to lay off, and Tracy just rolls her eyes. You can, you can see that there's a bit of contention about their father, right from the jump. Um, uh, Mel says it's fine, and starts playing with Tracy's hair to calm her daughter down. Uh, Tracy reads her mom a poem. It's real sad, real in-depth. Very emo. Very emo. <laughs> um, but the sweet moment is stopped by her mom's friend and daughter coming in suddenly, her mom is going to AA with a friend, so Tracy has to babysit, even though she has a big project to do. Why Mason can't help babysit? I don't know. Like, the boy was clearly just there. 
But, like, it's on Tracy to, like, babysit this child. But not Mason, even though Mason's older. But whatever. The next day, Tracy gets mocked at lunch for being a nerd because she dresses like a nerd. Nothing wrong with that, but she just, yeah. Early 2000s. You wore high socks, you were a nerd. It was just the way of life back then. And when she gets home, she gets upset and she starts throwing all of her darky socks and stuffed animals and stuff in the trash. And her mom's like, bitch, why? <laughs> and she's like, because I look stupid, duh. And then her mom is like, fucking, okay, we'll deal with this. I'll be a good mamacita. We will deal with this. And so she takes Tracy to her friend who has like a van full of clothing because that's just what they did in California in the early 2000s. People just run, just driving around just vans full of clothing, selling it out the back of them. It was a, the early 2000s were a very odd time. Just very odd. And so then Tracy goes to school the next day, looking like a badass, and follows Evie away from their, like, eating quad area thingamabob. Um, and then they... <sighs> they check each other out. And then Evie's like, hey, let's go shopping. And Tracy's like, shit, okay. And then, like, holds out this, like egg notepad thingy. <laughs> Again, adorable, but doesn't really get you a whole lot of cool points. Um, and asks for her number, so Evie writes down her number, and Tracy's little gay heart is just so happy that she dances like a dork. Uh, she lies to her friends about having gymnastics that day, something that is never mentioned or even hinted at ever again. Like, she literally, like, is just like, oh shit, I have gymnastics today. And then that's just fucking it. Like, you don't hear about that ever again. I don't know if it were, I don't know. It was very odd. It was just kind of like thrown in there. Uh, and goes home to call Evie. Uh, she tries like three times, but each time the call can't go through because Evie gave her a wrong number. Tracy whines and kicks something as Mason and his friend, who was way too old to be hanging out with a 14-year-old, come in. Older dude, named Luke, uh, asks her what happened, and she said, nothing, and just walks away. And then in true sibling fashion, <laughs> Mason calls after her to pick that shit up, which she ignores. She smokes a cigarette, but when she sees her mom get home, she decides to just sneak out and just take the fucking bus all the way to Melrose. And so she just wanders around aimlessly before happening upon Evie and her friend Astrid. They laugh when Tracy says she tried to call them, and Evie claims her phone didn't ring. Tracy notices how expensive everything is and says she only bought, brought like ten bucks with her. The girls again laugh and begin, and begin putting stuff in their bags right in front of her. Tracy looks over and sees the two store clerks laughing and just, you know, like, looking at a magazine, not noticing that their store is being stolen from. Tracy can't handle stealing, so she pieces out and the girls laugh. She sits on a bench outside the store and, I guess, tries to figure out if she should just go home or she should stay there, because, like, the, the girls clearly don't want her there and, like, she, but fucking, the pressure. When you're 13... And you're in seventh grade, and you got a chance <laughs> to to be with, to like just hang around with the hottest girl in school. You you just kind of gotta you you gotta go. You just gotta steal people. You just gotta murder if you have to. That's just it's just the way of the world. I don't make the rules, man. But so this like uptight businesswoman sits beside her, yakking on her phone, and like spreads all of her stuff out between them, like a bunch of shopping bags, her purse, everything. Also, Tracy sees this golden opportunity and d decides to carefully steal the woman's wallet and just fucking books it out of there. She goes to Astrid and Evie, because uh, they'd like just left the store, and they're talking loudly about all the shit they stole while standing on the sidewalk right outside the store they just stole from. Because that's, you know, if you're going to commit a crime, 
stand literally right outside of where you committed the crime and talk about the crime that you just committed. Clearly. Tracy shows them the wallet, which is packed with cash money. Like, legitimately, like, like you like you can make it rain with that money. A lot. And so, of course, they're, they're fucking, they're teenage girls, so they freak the fuck out and go on shopping spree where they buy a ton of shoes. And then, you know, Tracy gets home and asks Mason who the hottest girl in school is. Mason sees nothing weird about this question from his sister and tells her Evie Zamora. She, she tells him that she hung out with Evie that day and, like, he fucking doesn't believe her. <laughs> so, she, like, shows up her earrings. Uh, oh, and also a deleted scene, because I fucking love this movie. Just, 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 for, just for the information of all y'all, who's probably only going to be my girlfriend and my friend Richard, who is oh, going to be the only people that ever listen to this. But I fucking love this movie. This movie is aces. Fucking love this movie. But so there's a de deleted scene that actually shows uh, that, because, you know, they fucking bought all the shoes. There's actually a deleted, sh a, a deleted scene that shows that they just, like, give all the fucking shoes away. Like, they're just, like, giddy running down uh, the street and just, like, handing all the shoes out. Which explains why when she gets home she only has, like, a pair of earrings that can, like, fit in her pocket. Instead of, like, fucking, like, ten pairs of shoes. <laughs> um, and, you know, he's super shocked. And she is just fucking annoyed that he's shocked. She's like, bitch, I cool. Fuck you. And so she goes inside, and her mom is cooking. And there are four places set at the table. There should only be three, because there's just the three of them. So she asks her mom why. And uh, Mel doesn't respond, which sets off alarm bells in Trace's little gay head. And she's like, mom? Why are there three places? And her mom tries to def deflect and just be like, oh, well, it's just dinner. He just got out. All this stuff. And then Tracy is not here for it. And then the doorbell rings. And Mel rushes to the door. She opens it up and it's her boyfriend on the other side asking if he can put, I think it's a shop vac. It looks like a shop vac. I'm guessing. It's, I'm just saying a shop vac. can put a shop vac in her garage. They have an awkward dinner. And Tracy asks the boyfriend, Brady, how the halfway house was. He says, just like the last one. Which is, super red flags. All over the place. Waving all over the place. So the next day, Tracy and Evie are leaving school, and Noelle is standing by this, like, tree, and Evie just, like, kind of just pulls Tracy away from Noelle, and Tracy fucking lets it happen, because she's finally being cool for once in her life. So they get to Mel's car, and Evie calls Mel hot, because how else are you supposed to bribe an adult? And Mel asks them what they want, because she's a smart woman and a smart mother. <laughs> uh, and Tracy asks uh, for her to take them to Melrose. And Mel's like, fucking yeah, let's do it, girl. So they all get in the car, they head there. Once they get there, Mel is talking about buying platforms or some body glitter. And, like, Evie looks straight up disgusted for, like, half a second. And Tracy is just like, oh, God, Mom, you're so embarrassing. Um, and so, yeah, Tracy's just like, hey, you can just, like, run an errand. Or something, you don't have to stay with us. And But you know what? Mel is a responsible adult. And she says, okay, well, maybe just for an hour. But she has to talk to Evie's mom first. Evie gets real, gets real uppity about that and says that Brooke is just her guardian, but hands over her number. Uh, as Mel takes, takes it in and starts to dial, the girls get out of the car and she's like, bitch, wait. And Teresa says that she'll kill her mom if she messes up for her. And Mel shrinks because, you know, her daughter's usually so nice and she's... Threatening murder. Not not for Rizzles. Not for Rizzles. Murder. Just like, just like light murder. Light murder. Um. So Mel calls Brooke and the girls rush off to have fun. 
Mel finds them in the same place Evie shoplifted from, which is probably not a good idea. And I'm going, what do I know? What do I know? And says that Brooke said Evie is not allowed on Melrose without adult supervision. Evie is super nonchalant. And they're just like, well, girl, you here right now, so it's all fine. And Mel's like, fucking, you bet your ass I'm fucking here. And then Tracy comes out with pants with, like, leopard print fabric on the side of them. Because, you know, early 2000s. And Mel says they can't get them because they're 75 bucks. Which is fair. I fucking, I'm not spending fucking $75 for pants. That's fucking bullshit. That's highway robbery up in this motherfucker. So Tracy gets upset, but then Evie pops out of her dressing room, modeling her own clothes that she found, and she forgets her anger. They go to Tracy's home, and a bunch of Mason's friends are there. They are all taken away by Evie and her visible thong, because the early 2000s man. Tracy is a bit jealous of all the attention her new friend is getting, because she's, she's pretty much always overlooked. And then Mason is Mason and his friends are hanging out in the front yard eating pizza. Tracy and Evie are there too, uh, like behind them, and then Noelle comes over and joins them. Evie introduces herself and offers pizza. Noelle says she and Tracy love Hawaiian, which I mean, it's fair. I love Hawaiian too. Super good. Doesn't deserve the hate it gets. I will fight anyone. Right here, right now. Right here, right now. I'll fight someone. It's good pizza. And then a guy calls Evie and she takes Tracy away to go to the park. They get there and Evie asks the dudes if they want to get high. They fucking, of course, say yeah and buy LSD from her. She gives one to Tracy too and says, I'll just pay me back at home. Which, I mean, girl is already, already making herself at home. Just gonna put that here. Right meow. So Evie sells more drugs and then they all get high in the park, put on orange vests and play in the spinny things. At parks. Don't know what they're called, but I fucking love those things. Uh, and then Evie makes out with this guy. A uh, different guy tries to make out with Tracy, but she pushes him the fuck away because she is tired of that straight shit. And then the sprinklers come on, and of course, what are a bunch of high young adults supposed to do? They start stripping and running through the water. Uh, Mason comes to get Tracy and takes her and Evie home. Brady bought gestures that like game. Uh, because Tracy wanted it, and Tracy is just fucking high, <laughs> so she just roars and calls herself a lion before throwing the cards all over the place. Evie guides her to Tracy's room and goes to lay on the bed. Tracy starts undressing while Evie sings a song, which is like a LSD version of Itsy Bitsy Spider, which, I mean, fair, I guess, <laughs> if you're high. I guess it makes sense. Um... And the Mel comes into her room without knocking and says, you know, she's not allowed after dark, which is a clear, clear and present rule that Tracy was aware of. She doesn't fucking give a shit about because she's fucking high. And then Tracy chastises her mom for not giving her privacy, which, also fair. Also fair. She's becoming a young adult. So Mel says that they'll talk after Brady leaves. Tracy's like, if he leaves. And then Mel goes back to Brady and they make out while Tracy spies on them. Uh, and then from there we get a flashback of him getting high in the bathroom and just, like, passing out. And Mel helps him and Tracy is, like, freaking the fuck out because she's a tiny child. She doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And her mom is kneeling beside this guy in the bathroom. Like, it's fucking scary. So the flashback ends and Tracy goes into the bathroom. She takes a pair of scissors and looks at them very meaningfully. If you, if you can't guess what that is meant to mean, you will find out later. And then Evie spends the night, and in the morning, they excitedly get out of bed and rush to the bathroom because they're giggly teenagers, super in love. What? I didn't, what? I didn't say anything. Don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Brady is in 
the bathroom brushing his teeth with a finger, and Tracy is angry. She confronts her mom, who is making her favorite breakfast, to bribe her into not getting mad about the man that collapsed in the bathroom, staying the night. Tracy says uh, that she has to pee, and then her mom's like, girl, just fucking hold it a minute. <laughs> and Tracy's like, oh, girl, that's how you get a bladder infection, you child abuser. And Mel's like, fucking, you're so fucking dramatic. Which is true. <laughs> it is a true fact that that was a fucking dramatic-ass way of <laughs> saying that. Um, so then Evie's like, girl, let's just fucking go outside to pee. And Tracy whines but goes outside. They pee outside by, like, the shed trailer thing that Mason lives in. Mason doesn't live in the house with them. He has this, like, trailer thing in the backyard that he lives in. Uh, and then, so Evie, of course, flirts with Mason and flashes him. And Tracy's like, girl, that's gross. And Evie's like, come on, girl, I'll marry you into the family. He's not the one I want to marry, but who? What? I didn't say anything. Don't know what you're talking about. So then Tracy, Evie, and Astrid are walking with their arms linked through a mostly empty corridor at school. Uh, they pass by a couple of girls painting a sign who roll their eyes at them, maybe to show us that they're not completely loved or it was the early 2000s and random clips ended up in movies. Just a fact of the times. Uh, so then Tracy goes into class late and the teacher is like, the fuck were you? And she's like, can I go go to the bathroom? And then of course it fucking makes the entire class laugh because it's the funniest shit that their tiny minds have ever heard. Uh, and then she sits, sits with her friends who she's been neglecting and then, you know, the, the class gets rowdy and she gets forgotten. Uh, then cuts to them running through Melrose Avenue happily. And then Tracy and Evie are at a piercing parlor with Tracy on the phone with her mom. She tells her mom that she's at the library doing homework because they have tutors. While Evie negotiates a price with the piercer, he asks if Tracy's mom knows and Evie scoffs while assuring him that she's 18. Tracy gets off the phone and he tells her to get in on the chair. They celebrate, Tracy's nervous but eventually gets her tongue pierced and shows off her glorious glitter eyeliner because the early 2000s brought up a lot of questionable things but I personally think the glitter eyeliner was not one of the questionable ones. And then uh, Evie and Tracy are outside of the library with uh, tracing <laughs> Tracy checking out her tongue piercing. Uh, but like, okay, her mom could literally roll up at any minute and see it. But like, she's just like sitting out there looking at a low compact with her tongue fully out. But whatever. And Evie assures her that if she just doesn't open her mouth too wide when she talks, no one will even notice. Tracy asks if anything happened with Evie and the tattoo guy. And Evie's like, yeah, he ate my pussy. And Tracy's like, fucking girl, come on. You're like 14! He's like 97! Not for real. I'm exaggerating. Uh, and then Evie just laughs and she's like, fucking, you're such a fucking moron. I was kidding. And then Mel comes to collect them and Tracy tells her she's working on a gray water mo module for her Biosphere 2 project. Yes, I had to write that down verbatim <laughs> for me to remember that correctly because I was like, I don't fucking know how else to call this fucking thing. I don't know how to explain it in other words because I barely fucking know what these words mean. Um... Mel is super impressed by her smart daughter and asks Evie what module she is in charge of. Evie proudly tells her that she's in advanced physics. I believe it. Girl smart. Like, they, they really play with what's what's true and what's a lie in this movie a lot. So, like, literally anything that gets said could be true or could be a lie. Like, literally anything, like, they say could be true or it could be a lie. And they play with that a lot, which is interesting. Uh, and then Mel is at the uh, kitchen table painting her nails and talking to her friend Cynthia, who she's doing her hair. 
Uh, and then Tracy and Evie come in wearing shirts that used to be Mason's, but they have, you know, cut them up and modified them to be all alluring and edgy for the early 2000s. Uh, Mel asks Tracy if she wants her to make her some food. Tracy calls food evil. While Evie says they can lose weight by drinking 10 glasses of ice water a day, the adults seem only slightly worried by that statement from a 13 to 14 year old who should not be worrying about that yet. Tracy finds Brady's clothes on the washer and flips out on her mom, asking her how many times she'll let him fuck her over. Mel tries to calm her down as Tracy freaks out, then the timer for Cynthia's bleach to get rinsed out goes off, causing more panic. Cynthia tries to find her purse, but it's missing. Mel tries to ask Tracy to help her find her purse. Tracy tells mom that she promised her and Mason that he wouldn't come back. Mel unconvincingly says she didn't say that, but whatever. And then Mel, like, finally fucking just yanks Cynthia over to the sink to rinse out her hair before she gets chemical burns. Evie shows Tracy that she ha that she is the one that has Cynthia's purse. Mel and Cynthia um, are then outside the house, and Cynthia says she thought she had a bunch of 20s in her purse, so she'll just write uh, Mel a check. Uh, Mel brushes her off and tells her to pay her next time. Probably not a good idea for a woman almost single-handedly raising two teenagers on her, on her own. And tells her that if her hairdo gets her laid, Cynthia owes her double. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, good for this movie. For, you know, having women be of ownership of their own bodies and, like, wanting to have sex. Especially in the early 2000s. What was really... Uh, but then Cynthia seems super okay with this and kisses Mel and then heads off. Mel then goes to Tracy's door and bangs on it. Uh, telling her that she knows better than to make a scene like that in front of a client. Tracy answers the phone... Tracy answers the door and says that she's on the phone with her dad, who is with the new baby. Mel goes silent and Tracy shuts the door in her face. Mel goes back to her room and tries to seek, sneak a smoke, but Evie comes in and asks if everything is okay. Of course everything is not okay, so Mel says it's time for her to leave. Evie says she can't because Brooke is at a convention in Bakersfield and sent Mel an email about it. Mel says she didn't check her email, which makes sense, since it looks like the only computer is in Tracy's room. Uh, and then so... Oh, no, wait. Mason also has, like, a laptop. But yeah, Tracy has, like, a full-on computer in her room, and then, like, Mel... And then, uh, Mason has a laptop, but Mel doesn't have one. Uh, and then Evie asks if it's okay if she's there, and Mel's like, well, fucking, it's gonna have to be. And of course, Evie gets all choked up and says that Brooke's boyfriend hits her. Mel, who isn't a cynical, heartless monster, gets immediately worried and sad and goes to her, seeing a bruise on Evie's neck. Mel asks her where her mom is, and Evie says she died. Mel says she didn't have a mother either, and hugs her. It's a very sweet scene. Tracy comes in to break up their moment, <laughs> and says her dad wants to talk to Mel. Mel takes the phone and heads out while Tracy looks at Evie like, Bitch, what the fuck you doing? Get the fuck away from my mom! And Evie just, just fucking just looks at her. She's <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> and then Evie steals cigarettes from Mel's room uh, while Tracy follows her mom outside. Basically, their dad was supposed to take them that weekend, but he's bitching out and Tracy is pissed at him, which she should, she fucking should be. He's their fucking father. She should fucking have to do shit. Uh, like, Mel tries to calm her down instead of, you know, actually listening to her daughter being upset about legit things that she should be upset about. And then finally, after she gets off the phone, uh, she says he'll try to have brunch Sunday. Tracy is upset and goes to her room where Evie is smoking. She says she can't smoke in there because her mom will kill her. And Evie's like, girl, Mel smokes. And Tracy's like, fucking duh, bitch. And sits beside her. Evie lights up another smoke, which Tracy hides behind her leg as Mel passes her room. Since, like, pretty much one entire wall is just fucking windows leading outside. 
Which makes it just fucking super easy to, for her to fucking just sneak out. Because it's like a fucking door. But whatever. <laughs> um, she gives a cigarette back to Evie. Once her mom is gone, shows Evie a belly ring she got from the piercing parlor. They make the incredible awesome, incredibly awesome decision that you just, what else are you supposed to do? But yeah, use a fucking sewing needle to pierce Tracy's belly button while she bites a stuffed animal. To everyone's shock, I bet not, things go wrong. <laughs> Evie rushes out to get toilet paper, alerting Mel, who asks, what's up? But backs off when Evie says they just spilled the coke, which is, lo which is logical and no reason for alarm. Like, they're, they're teenagers, shit happens. Like, it's... And I feel like it's very easy to <laughs> demonize Mel, but, like, fucking, she had really, really good instincts. It's just, fucking, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> when, like, overnight, your daughter becomes a monster. Um. And then later that night, they're looking at Tracy's piercing and talking about all the tattoos and piercings and stuff that they can get in the future. Uh, and then Mel comes in, knocking for once. Uh, she took a pair of Tracy's pants and sewed on the leopard print fur for her. Evie appreciates them, but Tracy is just fucking bored. Mel says she needs to do her homework and that Noelle has been calling after her. Tracy's like, fucking, I know. And Tracy's like, okay, well, good night. And tries to give Tracy a kiss, which she rejects. Evie then pulls Mel in for a full on-the-mouth kiss that shocks both Tracy and Mel. Evie says she loves Mel, who just kind of smiles and tries to get the fuck out of there. Tracy follows her and tells her not to mess with her stuff and to stay out of her room. Mel just closes the door on her, which makes Tracy fucking mad. Uh, dude comes up to the window to get uh, Evie so they can go fuck. While Evie changes, Tracy says she wants to go come too, but Evie says it's just going to the yeah, it's just going to be the two of them, because most fourteen year olds aren't ready for threesomes. Evie leaves and Tracy tries to sleep, but she can't. But she can't, so she just goes into the bathroom. She gets the scissors again and cuts herself, showing lots of other cuts on her arm. Evie finally comes back in through the window, much, much later, and crawls into bed. She sees uh, Tracy's shirt, like the sleeve of it, has like blood soaked through it, and she says she loves Evie. Uh, Tracy is just fucking asleep, so she like barely registers this, just kind of like moves, uh, and then and she wakes up the next morning, calling out for Evie dramatically, and of course fucking the bed's empty, and then she notices the blood and she's like, fucking shit. <laughs> And, like, has to quickly change her shirt, and then when she goes out into the kitchen, Mel, Evie, Brady, and Mason are having a nice morning talk about opossums. Tracy is whiny and refuses to eat. Uh, Mel gets Tracy alone for a second and then asks if Brooke has a boyfriend. Tracy is like, nah, they broke up, he's in Orlando now. And then Mel's like, interesting. Uh, and then this goes to another day and they're at school. I assume because the clothes are different and uh, Evie and Tracy and their friends are leaning against the dumpsters. Because how else, how else will we know that they're cool if they're not leaning against odd things? <laughs> uh, so a girl named Medina passes by and Tracy is shocked that she suddenly has a ghetto booty. Again, early 2000s. Shit like that was just able to be said apparently. Evie says she stuffs and Astrid says she... <laughs> Doesn't have shit compared to her double cheeseburgers before shaking her ass. Because again, early 2000s, they just, there was just some weird, there was some weird dialogue in the early 2000s. Just gonna say that now. Uh, and then Medina's like, shake it, don't break it, bitch. To which the girls just laugh and shrug it off. A dude named Javi comes up and pulls Tracy away before asking if she wants to 
kick it. Which is the super non-committal way of asking someone out. Tracy obviously is like, fucking yes, because cool guys like her brother's friends always ignored her, but now they don't. And then Evie swoops in and is like, hey, her and I will be together. He's my fucking number, bitch. And so then they head back to the other girls and excitedly celebrate while he is very clearly still within earshot. And then uh, it's after school and then Tracy says she doesn't want him to come over to her place since she lives with a bunch of bitches. Evie says uh, that they can go to her place, but her aunt says she can only have one friend at a time. Astrid and Tracy both assume she means Astrid can come, which, like, doesn't really make much sense because, like, they're literally talking about having Javi come over to see Tracy. So Tracy not being there doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, why did they think- whatever. I guess they just needed manufactured drama- for Evie <laughs> to be like, sorry, Astrid, and then take Tracy's arm while Tracy excitedly takes Evie's phone to call her mom and be like, hey, bitch, I'm not coming home. <laughs> uh, so Astrid is upset, but, you know, no one really cares. So they get to Evie's house, and a bunch of young hot guys with surfboards are leaving. Tracy excitedly is like, girl, do they fucking live here? And Evie's like, fucking no, they're old news. Uh, and then she's like, no, uh, just, like, remember, Brooke is, <laughs> like, Brooke's my cousin, not my mom. And then Tracy just blows past this inconsistency, since earlier she said her aunt, and just giddily says to not tell the guys that she likes them, Evie announces Tracy wants to suck their dicks. <laughs> they go in, and Evie introduces Tracy to Brooke. Brooke says Tracy is cute, before saying her mom has been calling. Evie, no, <laughs> Tracy gives... No fucks, and discards the phone she was given. Evie gives her beer and assures her it's fine because Brooke doesn't care about her well-being unless it's convenient, apparently. Brooke says they can only have one since they have homework, and Evie makes up an excuse as to why they don't have homework after making sure Brooke knows she's going to be late for work. They go to Evie's room, and Tracy kisses a, like, big poster picture of Christina Ritchie before they shrilly cheer that Tracy gets to go out with Javi. And then Evie's phone goes off, and it's Javi asking if he and Ruben can come over, presumably to fuck Tracy and Evie. Evie says, fucking Doug, get your bitch ass over here, and then hangs up. They get all excited again that Tracy gets to make out with Javi. Evie accuses Tracy of not knowing how to kiss. Tracy defends herself by very maturely pinning Evie down and making out with her. They break apart just as Brooke leaves for work in a ridiculous outfit, because what the fuck else are you supposed to wear in the early 2000s? And then the boys come over, they get high and talk about horror movies. And then Tracy leads them into making out, takes her shirt off, and checks that uh, Tracy also took her shirt off, and then they both pull down zippers to the guy's pants. It's a movie starring literal 13-year-olds playing 13-year-olds, so they skip to after when Tracy's super happy, saying racism could be gone if everyone married someone of another race, and saying that giving Javi a blowjob tasted nasty. Evie just giggles at her work and holds Tracy close. Evie and Tracy uh, are then outside on the front porch chilling. Evie lying on a blanket reading. Uh, Mel getting ready to go to the store and asks uh, if they need anything. And they're like, girl, no, just fucking leave. And then Evie's like, hey, put sunscreen on my back. And Tracy's whipped, so she does. And then there's this like big burn on Evie's back that she ogles until Luke passes by and creepily stares at them. Evie is excited to fuck someone new, so she takes Tracy over to Luke's to ask if he has any beer. She quickly makes herself at home and gets them all shots while Luke plays pinball, which is the right thing to do when two 13-year-olds invite themselves into your home and start drinking your alcohol. 
Uh, she and Tra- she and Tracy drink theirs before she leads Tracy into dancing on each other. Luke is in- uncomfortably turned on and says he should call his friends. Evie pulls him in between them and starts grinding on him while saying they should make a Luke sandwich. Because creativity is paramount, apparently. Um, so she, like, <laughs> fucking shoves him onto the couch, basically, and straddles him while telling him it's not illegal to kiss. And he's like, fucking says who? But of course, the boner wins out. It always does. And then they start kissing, and Evie laughs before pulling Tracy down and having her kiss Luke, too. They start making out, and Evie grabs his bong, but before she can puff, he pulls her back because apparently a few kisses makes him forget that he's trying to have a threesome with 13-year-olds. They take off his shirt and kiss him more, and they get V-jealous of each other. Because someone's just fucking... That's what happens, man. You're jealous of your friends. Especially when they're making out with people that they should not be making out with. Uh, and then when they go to pull off his pants, he finally seems to understand that he will go to actual jail and tells them to leave. Evie steals his weed as they are shoved out of his house. Uh, they get home and Mel's unloading all the groceries and Tracy says that she's not her mom's slave. And then they go sprint the fuck inside to get rid of their alcohol breaths. And Mel follows them to see what the fuck their problem is. Because again, like basically overnight her daughter turned into a monster. Uh, Tracy flips out on her, and Mel asks if she's been drinking. Mason's like, fucking duh, have you spent a second with this bitch? <laughs> and Tracy's like, hey, it's not like you haven't. And then they start fucking fighting. And then uh, Mel's friend from AA and her daughter come in the middle of the fight because they don't have a place to stay until she gets paid. Mel goes to help her friend instead of dealing with her daughter, who leaves to her room. Mel follows her and sees into Tracy's room where all the shit that they have bought or stolen is just all over in plain view, even though we have never seen it like this before, and then we never see it like that again after. Mel asks how, uh, how they have all this shit, and then Tracy's like, oh, well, the fucking Brooke bought it for us, you know, to, th- to thank us for taking Amy in. Mel is just fucking unconvinced, but then Tracy's like, hey, you should go to more meetings, you fucking terrible parent. And of course, Mel is devastated by that, because she's trying, and so she calls her sponsor that night, uh, crying about how terrible Tracy is. And Tracy sees her mom, but doesn't really seem to change at all. She's just kind of like, fucking, that's her problem, not mine. Fuck you. Uh, they, sa- they decide to have a family night without Mason. He just, he's not fucking invited, apparently. It's just Mel, Brady, Evie, and Tracy. They get ready to go out. They get ready to go out, and they have, like, like crazy done hair, and they do makeup, and they, like, get all, like, fancy dressed up. And, um... Yeah, Brady shows them a Zen chicken, which is interesting. And then they head off to Melrose, the source of some of their biggest misdeeds thus far. They go to see a movie, but Tracy is like, girl, I'm not gonna see a fucking war movie. And Brady's like, I'm not gonna see a fucking Jack Black movie. So they decide to see two separate movies, because they already left one member of the family out, so why do they actually have to do anything together on family night? Tracy and Evie immediately ditch to go walk the streets at night. They find Javi, who's performing on the street with some friends. Evie sends Tracy away to get cokes. Mason and his friends stumble into a restaurant thingy and hit on a girl bending over the counter with her thong showing out. She turns around and surprise! It's fucking Tracy. And Mason is shocked and offended. Tracy is shocked and does a terrible job at hiding her belly ring. She's literally wearing like a tube top and then a jacket and like just moves her hands around her belly button but never covers it. Um, so she leaves the store, and when she gets back, Javi and Evie are just fucking gone. 
And uh, this rando dude who bought drugs off of Evie says she went to the candy store and gives Tracy voodoo juice before going to help her find Evie. Tracy gets fucked up. He asks her if she wants to suck a cock. She says no and shoves him away, which is, uh, can't say I blame her. Cannot even for a little bit say I blame her. Uh, they finally find Evie, and she's coming out of a dressing room with Javi, wiping her mouth since she clearly just blew him. Tracy freaks out and says they're fucking late, bitch, and grabs Evie and rushes the fuck back. Surprise! Mel noticed that they were late, <laughs> but waited until they parked at home to try to figure out why, apparently. And so Tracy says, the movie ran over. Mel's like, girl, that's a fucking lie. And he's like, oh, well, we went to Starbucks. They go in and Mel's friend is painting on Mason's neck. And Mason says he needs to talk to his mom. She says sure and goes to the kitchen. Tracy confronts Mason. They fight. I think, like, Tracy picks up, like, a hockey stick. To, like, fucking slaughter her brother, apparently. Mel and Brady uh, have to break them up. And then Tracy flips on Mel before going to her room to find their dog and the little girl in her bed. Mel goes into the kitchen and falls. So she makes the logical choice to start ripping up the flooring. Brady helps to stop her, and she says she has to call her sponsor. Because fucking shit is happening. And then Tracy's shrill voice screeches for her mother. Literally, that is an accurate representation of her voice when she shouts. It's bonkers. Um, Brady's like, bitch, you need to fucking stop. <laughs> uh, and so he comes in to try to like help with it and then Evie gets the dog out but surprise something peed in her bed because that's what happens when you have a tiny child and a dog. Brady's like girl I'll handle it but lay the fuck off your mom. And Tracy's like you're a fucking loser <laughs> and his entire self-esteem system has been demolished. So he just leaves. He strips Mel and helps her get into the shower while she says she can't handle this anymore which fair. Fair. He leaves while she's in the shower. She follows and finds him packing his bag. He says he wants to get high, so she tells him that he should go to a sponsor for his own health before sitting on her bed, naked and alone. This scene is actually really sobering and stunning, because it's just, like, I feel like a lot of the movie's just kind of so fast-paced and happy, and this is, like, the first scene where it's, like, really, like, more than just, you know, the, the sadness of a 13-year-old, which, I mean, that's also sad and it's also bad, but, like, this is, like, you see how just destroyed... Mel is like every little piece of happiness she's trying to find she like can't hold on to it for long and that's very very sad and then and then it flips to Evie and Tracy are snorting pills off of a children's book Tracy asks Evie if she did anything with Abby Evie's like no bitch even though it's fucking obvious and they don't really seem to care when they see Brady leave and then it flips to Tracy and Evie are laughing about cold spoons helping with bags and drinking bleach while Cynthia talks to Mel about trying to help their family. Things go to shit and Mason leaves to go surfing with his mother's blessing. Evie gets a phone call that, trans that Tracy answers happily. Evie makes fun of Cynthia. Cynthia can't take ribbing from teenagers, so she leaves. Mel thanks her even though she did fucking nothing. Tracy promises the dude on the phone a blowjob before showing off her thong to her mom. Mel sees the belly ring. Tracy shows her the tongue ring, then laughs and flips her hair while saying she's a mummy. Tracy backs Mel out of the house by saying she isn't wearing a bra or panties repeatedly. And then, yeah, just gives us, like, a demonic look. 
And then Mel is out on the porch with a suitcase with Tracy's name on it next to her. Uh, and then Tracy's dad comes up and she's like, you need to fucking take her. And he's like, girl, I fucking can't. I'll just talk to her. Everything will be fine. I just need my magic voice. And then all the fucking years of neglect, just fucking over. Come on, just, just give me two minutes. Two minutes in this room. And everything will be fucking fixed. And so he goes to Tracy and he immediately is like, girl, I can't fucking take you. And she's like, fucking of course. <laughs> and then his phone goes off and he calls her his client, which, knife to the heart. And she tells him, just fucking leave, okay? <laughs> you need your fucking job, just go. And he's like, yep, bye. And so then Macy, <laughs> Macy, <laughs> Mason says Tracy needs help. His dad's like, girl, what the fuck is up? Because he hasn't been fucking paying attention or spending any time with his family. And then Mason just flips his hands and leaves since his dad would know if he was fucking around, obviously. And the Brady comes up and compliments his car before going to give Mel a cute little cat toy before going inside. Evie and Tracy go into Mel's room in the morning and tell Mel she should adopt Evie and Brooke would pay her to take Evie. Tracy says she was abused by her uncle who threw her into a fire. Again, Mel isn't as heartless <laughs> as fucking apparently she needs to be and says she'll think about it. Tracy hugs her because she fucking thinks she's going to get her way. And then at school, after Evie gets out of the car, Mel reprimands Tracy for it because she's like, fucking, I can't reject someone like that to their face. And Tracy's like, girl, fucking duh. And kisses her cheek. And then in class, Tracy gets another super shady grade and it's just very nonchalant. She's just like, yeah, fucking, this is my life now. Smoke weed every day. And then they're back to the hitting scene from the start of the movie. So literally everything up until this point has taken place over four months. From the start of the school year, where she was super cute, with her little cabbage pouch socks, to now where she's huffing compressed air, it's been four fucking months. And then Evie hits Tracy so hard she falls to the floor and like bashes her head on the floor. And she's unresponsive for a little bit, which rightly freaks Evie out. And then Mel calls for them for dinner. And Evie's like, oh fucking yeah, we'll be there soon, bye! And she gets Tracy up, and luckily Tracy comes around to herself a little bit, and then she starts putting makeup on them and stickers on their wounds and stuff, before dressing them up fucking crazy. Mel and everyone is outside eating, and we find out that Evie wasn't lying about her uncle. Like, it's actually, like, in the newspaper, like, Mel's reading a newspaper clipping, and again, it's just, it's so unclear, especially in this moment, it's just so unclear what's true and what's a lie. Because, like, they're, they're obviously lying about, like, very, very serious stuff, but then some of it's not a lie. So, like, that it kind of just makes you wonder exactly how much of what was said was a lie and what wasn't. And so then Evie and Tracy come outside and they look fucking crazy, but Mel is a fucking hawk, a fucking hawk and a good mother, and she's like, I see you. I see bruises. And Tracy's like, fucking go away. <laughs> and then Evie sits in Mason's lap and he is disgusted. He is not having it. <laughs> Uh, and then Tracy goes to school, and it's the due date for the project she mentioned at the start when she got her tongue pierced. Uh, her lips... Sorry. Oh, sorry, so sorry. Uh, her friends flip out. Uh, she flips out on her friends for not telling her, and they say, Bitch, we fucking tried. And she's like, oh, well, I don't want to take responsibility. My grandma died, 
And straight, and the teacher, he seems to see what what she's doing, and he's like, go to the counselor, they'll talk to your mom. So she goes to the bathroom and meets Astrid, who's getting all dolled up. Tracy asks her if she wants to go sell some drugs, and Astrid's like, oh, sorry, no, uh, we're doing a play in class, and I get to be a mermaid. Which, I mean, I would skip selling drugs to also be a mermaid. All day, every day. And then... Tracy is left alone in the bathroom and tries to, you know, fix everything with makeup, but that can't hide how broken she is, <laughs> inside and out. And then she just, like, stares at herself in the mirror for a very long time, which, and it's just, it's, like, a breaking point. It's, like, then when she truly, truly, truly is, like, this is me now. <laughs> and then after school, they're in the car, and she says she can't even remember how to spell photographer. So Mel takes them back to Brooke's place. Brooke is hitting on a cute guy, and then breaks down because she had plastic surgery and is all kinds of fucked up, inside and out. It looks like Mel will take Evie back, but then the girls don't leave the room, and Brooke seems to realize how shit her life is at that moment, and kind of it's it's a hard place for Mel. And so she says that they'll drop up Evie's shit later, and Evie gets very upset because Tracy takes her mom's side, and so Evie angrily goes outside. Tracy follows her, but just watches her friend cry before leaving. Uh, later at school, Tracy doesn't have much luck with her new friends by not doing what Evie wanted and her old friends because she's been fucking fucking them over. <laughs> uh, she tries to go up to Medina and Astrid to talk to them, but Evie comes up with a bunch of guys in a jeep. The girls climb in and then they fucking drive off. Evie tries to call- <laughs> Tracy tries to call Evie to, you know, have her get picked up, but Evie just blows her off because- Hey, you blow me off, I'ma blow you off. Fuck you. Uh, so then Mason, later uh, on, Mason lets slip that Mel has been talking to their dad about Tracy going to live with him. Tracy gets very upset and goes to cut herself, but she can't find the scissors. So she takes a blade from an old-style razor and cuts herself. It bleeds so much more than normal, and she's, like, freaking out. And her mom tries to get into the bathroom to use it, uh, but she, like, you know, was like, just hang on, just hang on. Uh, so then she falls behind in gym class because of all of her lost blood. And then the girlfriends of some guys that she fucked, <laughs> uh, that she fucked with come find her to beat her up, obviously. They're only stopped by campus cops <laughs> who run them away. And then uh, Tracy learns she'll be held back in the seventh grade and Evie turned in her fake ID. Tracy's sad walking home and Brady comes to pick her up. Luke's house is for rent now and everyone is ignoring her. Brady says she'll be okay when they get to the house. She goes in, and Evie and Brooke are there with Mel. She drops her bag at their request before trying to go out the window in the bathroom, but they have boarded it up, because they smart, they know. Evie hugs her and says she has no choice, and that she loves Tracy, because of course she does. Um, and then Mel and Brooke show Tracy all the shit they found hidden in her room and all the money from her purse. Tracy denies it, but Evie already fucking told them, so they know everything already. And then Tracy flips out, Brooke gets mad, and tells them she and Evie are moving, and blames Tracy for Evie being Evie, basically. And then, uh, Mel tries to defend her daughter, but then Brooke's like, fucking bitch, you don't even fucking know your daughter. She cuts, and Tracy, and then, and then she calls Tracy a cunt, which, again, this is a fucking 13-year-old that you're talking about, girl. Chill your shit. Um, golly, my voice went out there for a second. <laughs> uh, and then Mel's just like, get the fuck out of my house. And they're like, fuck you, we'll get the fuck out of your house, go away. And then, so Mel, like, holds Tracy, and Tracy, you know, like, tries to get away from her, but Mel's like, no, I fucking love you. 
you're not leaving. Uh, and so she, like, holds her, and then they, like, sleep all night together and everything. And then the movie ends with Tracy on uh, the spinny thing at the parks again, screaming into the sky. And that's, that is the end of the movie 13. Fucking love it. Fucking love it. Highly recommend it. Um, so this, how it could be better, was hard, because <laughs> again, I fucking love this movie. So, like, I have a little bit of a soft spot for movies that I fucking love, because I think everyone does. Like, even, if, if, I, if I really, really like a movie, I can see it, but, like, if I really fucking love a movie, it can be a bit harder. I can still do it, obviously, but. So what I think could be better is just maybe a better ending, because it does, it seems kind of like a cop-out. They, and they were like, well, it's like... <laughs> They, they did kind of admit that it was kind of a cop-out ending, they were like, well, I mean, she's gonna be 14 and 15 and 16, so, like, her life can't really be neatly tied up, but I think, I don't know, I feel like it would be better if it ended with, like, her being in therapy or, like, being taught to, like, channel all of this bullshit into, you know, like, writing and art and stuff like that, but, yeah, just, it just leaves off with her screaming into the sky. Which, I mean, is not inherently bad, but... You know. But yeah, so that was 13. Okay, peace out.